I think this should be the beginning of the video though. You know how they cut the little thing at the beginning. It's here are the four things you have to have if you're gonna execute at a high level. Hello and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Eight Figure Agency Show, where a successful entrepreneur and a soon to be successful entrepreneur help you build an eight figure agency by documenting our successes and failures. Guys, we missed last week, well not we, I missed last week's episode. If you noticed the episode that went up actually tomorrow as of when we're filming this, but last week for you, um, was a clip from an episode all around the mindset. It was the full guide to building the mindset and uh, we took the hottest segment out of that. I missed that episode, guys, because dead center where I live, um, the state of Florida was hit with one of the biggest hurricanes we've seen in over Crazy. a century, Hurricane Ian. Uh, it is nuts. I am very blessed and lucky. My family is safe, our property as well, and uh, we are the lucky ones because a lot of people I know, even friends here, have been displaced from their homes. They have nowhere to go, and it's a very rough situation around, which I am. I could definitely help you, uh, you know, get whatever you need, but if you are in the area and you don't know me or you don't want to reach out for whatever reason, please stay safe, be well, and, you know, prayers go out to you and, and your family. I hope you guys weren't impacted too bad, um, and yeah. With that said, guys. Yeah, I'm good. I'm glad you're. I'm glad you're good. <laughs> yeah, this show wouldn't be the same without you. So, <laughs> thank you, Gary. We, yeah, we, uh, we definitely missed. I missed having our podcast last week, but I'm glad you're okay. No, I missed it too. And I will tell you one thing I learned from this. So I had to step away from work, right, for the time being, because there was no power, no connection, and I had two things happen. My team stepped up a lot and held down the fort, and my clients, I. Knew I had amazing clients, but this showed me like, oh my God, I literally had clients messaging me three times a day. Derek, are you okay? What's the update? Is everything okay? And I couldn't believe it. And at the same time, they weren't getting the same level of work because I just wasn't there. Like some clients weren't getting anything. And with that said, guys, my camera has officially died. So you're going to see audio only me today. And my team probably put a funny picture of me up there on YouTube. <laughs> Um, yeah, we're going to continue and we're going to just riff today. So Gary, what are we going to talk about today? Well, first of all, I want to talk about what you just said about your clients being able to show up for you and your team showing up for you. So this is a great oh, yeah. illustration of when you are vulnerable and when you are, when you over communicate with your team and your clients and you tell them where your strengths are and where your weaknesses are, people will show up for you. And it's amazing how you had people come and step in for you when you communicated, Hey guys, I'm in a bad spot. I can't do anything for you. I'm in danger even. And people showed up for you. Same exact thing with your teams. You have to always remember that if you can communicate that way on a regular basis, Derek, and I know you do, the more you do that, the more people are going to show up with you for you in amazing ways. No, you're absolutely right. It really showed me like even the people who are paying me money for service and even when they're not getting that service, they know to put, you know, life, health, safety first. And to me, those are the exact type of people I want to be partnered with, which which really, really makes me happy. So if you're a client listening to this, I love you. Thank you for being a client. And uh, we're going to continue crushing it for you. Uh, but yeah, Gary, I'm excited. Today is a... Is a Fire episode. It's a shame I don't have my camera, but it'll add to the effect of the video. Um, we have some really cool topics today to cover. So I'll go ahead and I'll let you introduce it. But I think it's going to be a lot of value to uh, a lot of people listening. Yeah. So I've been taking a lot of notes on this and thinking through this this problem a lot. But entrepreneurs, if you're listening to this, you're probably an entrepreneur. And because you're an entrepreneur, you love strategy. Derek, do you love strategy? Yes. Yes. All day, right? You're solving problems for stuff that isn't even broken, right? Oh, yeah. All the time. Me too. All the time I'm like, oh, I can just solve that. In fact, with my wife, I have to literally stop and ask and be like, do you want me to solve this or do you <laughs> want me to just listen? Right? Because I always want to give solutions and everything. I have to do that with every relationship 
of like, are you asking me to fix this? Or are you asking me just to listen? Because I can come up with solution upon solution upon solution upon solution. And really what that is, is it's strategy. I can come up with ways to navigate issues and execution on the other hand is way harder. Execution is like, man, that's boring. I don't want to do the execution. I just want to do the strategy. And there's a reason for Uh that. Um, there's a couple of reasons. Number one, strategy is easy and execution is hard. So I just displayed that. But then strategy is in the head. So I can sit here and spit theory all day long with you about strategy, Derek. I don't really have to prove yep. anything on that strategy. We can just talk about it. But execution is external. It has to be played out and rolled out. And then it takes in all the elements around it, all your team, all your clients, your finances, strategies in the head. Uh, execution is external strategy only needs one person I can strategize all day by myself I don't need anybody else to strategize I have all these great ideas right every entrepreneur this is this way but execution usually needs buy-in from many so if you want to execute at a high level you're gonna need buy-in from several people you can't do it by yourself it's not possible strategy takes a little work for me strategy is not work I, I feel like it's play where execution takes much work and much testing execution is going to i have to really play it out over and over and over again to get it to work right strategy can exist outside of the system so like if you had a problem derek and you said hey gary you know what um i got this problem i can just say oh just do this try this and it's so easy for me to say that because i don't have to think through the system that you're actually using where um execution must live inside of a system yep execution can't happen outside on a consistent basis can't happen outside of a system. And, and then, and then from there, Mm. strategy doesn't require alignment. So you and I can come up with all these ideas, but then we have to, we have to go get alignment from our team afterwards to execute. So an execution must have alignment. And then lastly, strategy focuses on outcomes. Execution focuses more on the actions. Okay. So, so I want you to start to think through as an entrepreneur, what were all the times that you actually yep. went out there and you executed at a, a, a um, strategy at a high level, you came up with all the best ideas, and then how many of those ideas actually came to fruition from execution? And when you're a single person shop, if it's just you, then you probably executed at a decently a decent level, but as you started to add team members, your execution level goes down and down and down and down because of all those elements that I just listed. Yeah, I mean that was a lot, right? You know, of information in terms of comparing strategy and execution. But it's amazing because, you know, for those of you listening right now, you're probably like, yeah, that sounds exactly like me, right? Like everybody who's listening to this, who's 99% of you are entrepreneurs, you're like, yeah, I have all these ideas, but I can never get them to really come to fruition. Oftentimes, they'll be like 50% completed, and then they'll kind of just disappear, and then they'll they'll never actually happen, right? Because it's really difficult to take an idea and get it from your head onto paper and into reality, right? How do you do that? Well, Stay tuned because well, we're about to explain that. <laughs> I think this should be the beginning of the video, though. You know how they cut the little thing at the beginning? It's here are the four things you have to have if you're going to execute at a high level. There you go, team. Ba-boom. Make that the there beginning. <laughs> and right, keep so- that part of the video, too, because y'all know, you know, we keep it real around here. But yeah, continue. Okay. So, so there's four <laughs> things. So let's work through these four things. So, yep. number one, the first thing is you have to have focus. So what do we, why do we love strategy, Derek? Well, we love strategy because again, we can just spit theory like all day long and there's no cap on our strategy, right? There's just like, no, what about this? And what about this? And what about this idea? And you should try this and we should try this. And we can just go on and on and on for days. 
and and it, it doesn't ever restrain us. Execution has to have focus, and you have to pick one or two things. That's it. Yep. You don't. You can't have hundreds of things. And entrepreneurs hate that. We hate feeling restrained. That's why we started our own business. We we would have worked for other people, but they were restraining us. They were like, no, just do this thing like this over and over and over again. And so you quit your job because you didn't want to be strained down. Yep. But guess what happens? Now you're inside yep. of your own business and now execution is demanding that you become focused. Pick one thing. That's I, I would say that's like probably the most important thing. That's why I have it number one. Pick one thing. What are you actually going to execute on? You can't have, you can have all the strategy, but now, okay, what strategy are we actually executing on? And you have to stay with that, okay? So, and the less the less you focus on, the better you're going to be at the execution. The more things you try to execute on, the poorer your execution is going to be. And there's two things there, just real quick before we go to the next one, is on focus. This applies to two people, right? So, if you're the entrepreneur listening to this who you know has a decent sized agency and you just have so many projects going on, but you really need to start pushing some through. Take this advice, right? Pick the most important next step. There's actually a concept that I've heard Brandon Turner, who is on the Bigger Pockets podcast, if anyone listening, mm-hmm. Gary, if you're familiar, and he described the concept of uh, the most important next move. The acronym is MINS, right? So figure out what your most important next move is, or next step, rather, most important next step. So figure out what that is and focus on that and execute on that. When you get clear on your what you're going to focus on, the one thing, it becomes a lot easier. Put everything else to the side. But if you're the yep. person right now listening to this who hasn't even started their agency yet because you have all these different agency ideas, well, guess what? Talking Let's to you one. too. It applies <laughs> to you. Pick yep. one. You can start a Facebook agency, agency, a PPC agency, a TikTok paid media, UGC, there's a million options, right? Pick one and roll with it. It applies to both people. Yep. Yeah. So, so I just had a conversation with my business partner and we we're talking about this SaaS product that we're going to be rolling out. And he said, he was like, man, we need to do this, this, this. And it was like, I don't think that that's what we need to do. Mm-hmm. And I think we need to pick one and it almost doesn't matter what we pick and get it built as fast as possible. Because I know that we're going to make iteration upon iteration upon iteration. And if we sit here and again, strategy, 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 and we don't pick that singular focus, we'll never get it done. We'll just keep spinning our wheels. And I think it's also true for people who are kind of midstream agency-wise or even even bigger agencies. I've found that when we get hyper-focused on one thing, we, we do really, really well. And then when we try to do a bunch of things, we don't do as well. We don't execute as well. So this could be done, applied to anything at any level when you're looking at execution versus strategy. Yeah, absolutely. I guess where my head goes, Gary, and this is something I've been trying to implement a lot. I'm going through this literally as we speak. So I pick something, I start focusing on it. But even when I do that, I still struggle because I, I I get stuck at actually understanding how to measure how successful we are at rolling something out. So I think that leads well, really well into kind of the next thing here, all about, you know, how do we track our progress on actually getting focused and actually executing? Okay, so this one's big. So this one is the difference between lagging KPIs and leading KPIs. Okay, so what's a lagging KPI? A lagging KPI is what your revenue is this month or how many sales you had this month. Mm. So that's a lagging KPI, meaning you're watching things happen and then after they happen, you're looking at a number that tells you how you did at that. Mm. Does it make sense? Yep. So that's most people have lagging KPIs. Great. So that's not what we need here. We actually need leading KPIs because everybody has the lagging. Nobody has the leading KPI. So what's the leading KPIs? The leading KPIs are the, what influences the lagging KPIs. So think about this from a predict, one is predictive 
and one is influenced. Okay, so one is predicting the outcome and one is being influenced by those steps. So as an example, let's use sales as an example. If you say, man, I want to sell 10 new accounts a month. Okay, so that's a that's a lagging indicator is the number of sales that you have each month or, or revenue from those sales or something like that. A leading indicator would be how many sales calls did you take? Oh, wait, so it's the opposite of what I was thinking. I thought it was going to be the opposite. So I want to just clarify on that. You're saying that when you're predicting when you're saying, hey, I want to make 10 new accounts, sell 10 new accounts, that's a lagging indicator, but a leading, am I understanding that properly? I thought, because I thought it was the opposite. Okay, mm -hmm. hold on. That's yep. interesting. Okay. Mm -hmm. No. Yeah. So you want a result, Derek. So the result usually you want is like, I want 10 more sales, right? Because that's going to trickle up into my overall revenue goal. So now what's the leading steps? What are the actions that have to happen to get you there? So my question to you would be, well, that's easy. How many how many sales calls do you have to take to get one sale? Mm, enter the and number. you're going to say, well, okay. well, 20, yep. right? I got to do 20 sales calls to get one sale. Okay, great. So to get 20 sales, uh, to get 20 sold, you're going to have to have, what is that, 200 sales calls. Mm. And that becomes which one, leading or lagging? That's a leading indicator. Mm. So that's telling you, if you're, so if you tell me halfway through the month, Derek, so if your goal, so I'm going to make your goal actually as the sales guy, I'm going to say your goal is 50 sales calls a week. Mm -hmm. So if we go the first week, Derek, and you only do 25 sales calls, guess what? Before I even look at how many accounts are sold, I already know that you're going to be behind on your goal for the month. Mm. It's a leading indicator. And then, and then you can even have more leading indicators going into that. You can have how many sales calls you had, obviously, but then you can have how many cold outreaches you had to create one appointment, mm. right? So you say, well, I have to reach out to... 50 people to get one appointment. Well, now you're going to go 50 times 200, right? So now we're at what? A thousand. So you need to do a thousand cold outreaches a month, 250 cold outreaches a week. So that's all leading into getting to my 10 sales. Mm, that makes a lot more sense. Okay. That's, that's clear. Okay. So in strategy, what do we do? We go, man, Derek, if I was to get 10 more sales, my company would, a month, my company would blow up, mm. right? That would be awesome. Tell me about it. How are we going to do that? <laughs> let's do this. Let's do this idea and do this and do it. And then we kind of roll it out and it's like, oh, it didn't happen. Why not? Probably because <laughs> you didn't have enough sales calls. Probably because you didn't do enough cold outreach. Yep. Yep. Okay. So those are, those are those. So we got focused. So now you're hyper-focused. So you say, I want to execute at a high level, whether it's in my job or my agency or, or uh, a new company that I want to start, whatever it is. Cool. Focus. What's the one thing you're trying to accomplish? Then come up with a lagging and leading KPI. What is the lagging outcome that you're trying to get for, for, for that end result? And then what are the leading uh, indicators that are going to help you dictate success overall? And sometimes you have to guess at those. That's the other thing. Sometimes you don't know how many sales calls that you need to take. So you have to guess. You have to say, well, I think 50. We'll try it out and see what happens and then start measuring it. And you don't have to have a pretty dashboard and all those things. Just manually measure it week by week and it will always tell you the story. You'll always be able to figure out the story. Yeah, where my head goes, and I think we're going to get into this in a minute, is like, hey, it's great to have all this, but you got to always keep yourself accountable because if you set the 50 and then you're only doing 30 every week, that's a problem. And you know, I'll compare it to something I'm going through right now. Uh, for those of you who have been listening since the beginning of this show, uh, back in May, I stopped doing sales outreach and I had a BDR start doing it. And there was zero results happening. Literally, What's a BDR for everybody Yes, there? yes, yes. B BDR stands for business development rep, and they are the person on your sales team who is responsible for creating opportunities. In other words, they reach out in some sort of way to do prospecting, cold email, you know, cold messaging, that type of thing. Um, you know, 
I stopped doing it myself. I was manually doing it. All the sales of my company and my agency were from me doing it. Put somebody on it, got nowhere with it. And I was, what was I doing? I was strategizing. Hey, here's why I think it's not working for you. Let's try this. Here's why I think it's not working for you. Let's try this. I never set clear KPIs, never gave clear results. I'm like, hey, like, keeping people accountable on that, which cost me a lot of money, wasted a lot of money, right? And got us here. And honestly, I can't even say it's a waste because I learned so much. Now, what made that switch is about a month ago, I got back in the driver's seat, took back over. Within two weeks, I closed two sales, sending half the messages they were sending. Why? I executed. I set really clear KPIs. I knew exactly how many messages I was supposed to be hitting a day to get a certain number. Guess what? The law of numbers. That number is making it's just working out. It's happening exactly like I thought and even better than I thought, which is always a plus. Um, but yeah, I mean, in real time, I got clear. I stopped strategizing, started executing, got focused. I set KPIs for myself and now I'm executing on it and that's it. Yeah. I mean, it works. That's it. Yep. So, so that actually, well, funny thing first, I have to remember that I am the only camera so as you're talking normally like <laughs> i drift and stuff like this and do this so it's like my time to relax and i'm sitting here going oh man i'm going to be the only face on this uh on this podcast the whole time so i have to like <laughs> keep my eyes up and stuff so 100 percent. and so the second part is about accountability so the first part is about how to measure things and make it simple and then measure it basically so focus get your lagging kpis get your leading kpis and then next is your scoreboard. So you have to have a scoreboard. You have to have something that tells you what the score of the game is. And here's the quote that I read in a book. It said, if your team doesn't know what winning is, they probably don't know what win losing looks like either. Oh, I needed that. That's huge. It's big. Oh, man. It's a big one. Oh, that's really big. I got to go do some work after this call now because I got to get my it's team a lot on of work. It, bro, we're working on it right now. Like we're figuring out here's our big picture goal. So our next goal is $30 million ARR. And then we're like, okay, now we want KPIs for every single position in the company, how they influence that number. Oh, wow, that's huge. Huge. It's a huge undertaking. Oh, yeah. So we're, And then guess what? Guess what our first project is? Rebuild our whole back end to be able to um, manage all the data so that way people can clearly see where they're winning and losing. Man, I love business. It's got me so fired up right now. <laughs> it's got me fired okay, up. Okay, cool. So, okay, so let's talk about the scoreboard. Yes. So, if you don't know if you're winning, then you, then you don't know what losing looks like either. And you can't get frustrated with people if they're losing, but they don't have the scoreboard in front of them on a regular basis. Just think about it like football or baseball, right? Like you need to have a scoreboard. If everybody plays, there was actually a study done on this. And, or somebody was telling me a story, maybe, maybe it's not a study, but they said, if you go out and you let little kids go play, right? Baseball. And you say, Hey, or kickball, Hey, go play kickball. And you roll the ball out there. They'll just like kick the ball and they're just running around and frolicking everywhere. And then as soon as you start keeping score, Derek, you want to know what happens? Focus goes through the roof. Hyper and, and competition begins to kick in. And everybody's like, okay, this is how I can influence the overall score so my team can win. You have to create that environment for every single team member in your company. Okay, but now the question becomes how, right? So why, my gut's telling me you're going to probably say, Derek, you know, don't be stupid. It's just KPIs. You know, that's the scoreboard. Set the KPIs, make them tactical numbers, and hold people accountable to those numbers. But let's take it one step further. Um, you know, let's use... An example, you know, a lot of agencies have very similar structures, right? They have, this goes back to an older episode of the org chart type stuff, right? So, you know, you have your media buying team or, you know, your video editing team or your writing team, whatever agency you're running, right? You have your client facing side, you have your sales team. How do you go about actually implementing the scoreboard technique where we can all win together, but also keep each other accountable for if we're losing? 
remember so uh, where you, you have to focus derek so you just gave me like seven <laughs> different problems to follow to solve so that's why you're gonna lose guilty right? so, guilty yeah so so give me one problem that we're gonna solve all right let's let's just say video editors now let's let's go okay. through it that way okay so we're focusing on video editors what yep. are we focusing on what are we trying to solve what are we trying to execute on mm, that's a great question um I mean, for an example, let's say lack of innovation in video edits. Okay, lack of innovation. So then, okay, what's the what's a uh, lagging indicator for lack of innovation on videos editing? Well, would lack of performance be a good example? Mm-hmm. So yeah. views, right? Yeah. Views. Okay, perfect. So so now we have focus. We know what we're trying to fix. We have a lagging indicator, which is a lack of views because the videos aren't edited uh, creatively in a way that pe- engage people to watch. Now, what's the leading indicators that lead up to a good video to make it watchable? I mean, that's going to get more views. What makes okay? So when you say leading indicator, now is this not is the answer not hey videos getting more views? Is it going deeper no. than that? No, that doesn't lead. That's a lagging. That's that's telling us after the fact after we posted the videos. So oh. what what goes into leading up to before I post the videos? How can I predictively, uh, consistently? predictably come up with a video that's going to I have see. more views. I see. I see. So that's actually what I got to figure out, right? That That's what I got to focus on. I guess what I would say to that, right, is, is uh, the logical answer to something like that would be making sure that whenever an edit is sent through, they have a certain number of, um, you know, specific type of edits added to them you know a certain amount okay. of zooms a certain amount of use of effects okay, cool. so 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 let's just ma- i'm going to make up stuff and i know it's wrong but please if you please. have this many emojis and you have this many sounds and you have this many pop-ins and you have and you pick yep. the right topic right you have to pick the right topic because if you pick the wrong topic then everybody loses right so if you yep. get those things and those are four things if you get those four things right we know that you're gonna you're gonna have a, a well-performing video and each time you lose one of those things you're gonna lose 25% effectiveness of the video. Yeah, and in fact, even right? more. Yeah, or, or even more. Okay, great. So, so now what you're going to do is now you need to create a scoreboard. So that scoreboard is going to have each editor's videos in it. And then it's going to have their lagging indicator, which is views on, on the video or comments or however interaction, like however you want to measure that, right? You can do views. Um, but you're going to have those lagging indicators. And then you're going uh, right along that same line on that video. It's going to say, here are the leading indicators that you missed you only got two of the four on this one and you got four of the four on this one and look at the outcome that you got mm, that's huge that's huge so so now so now you have a scoreboard right so now so you got focus we know what we're fixing we have the lagging in the leading indicators we have the scoreboard so they know what winning and losing looks like and then from that derek what that's going to do for you you're going to have a higher level of analytics now because now you're going to go no, I know for a fact if we do three of these four things in every single video, a video is going to do X every single time. Mm. No, you're absolutely right. That makes so much more sense. Yeah. And you just got to. And then, yeah. okay, so that leads me into the last thing is accountability cadence. So now that you have that, now someone has to meet with that person every week and review that with them and hold them accountable to That's, it every week, every two weeks or whatever. That probably for me is the biggest missing link because, you know, um, again, it, this is all, this is huge. This is honestly probably one of my favorite episodes I've ever done, even though I don't have my camera, which really sucks. But because it's so helpful for me right now, I am going through all of this. And I think the biggest thing is even when I get focused and even when I have all this in place and I give people KPIs, I'm not there to keep people accountable because next week I change focus. And so I'm not able to keep focus on that type of stuff, which... 
yeah, I mean, what what would be your tips around that to those listening and to myself? You know, how do you actually keep people accountable tactically? You you have to have an accountability cadence. So a cadence means your uh, what is your consistent media yeah. that you're having repetitively? Yeah, no, that makes perfect sense. So just set something repetitive every week or every couple of weeks, something like that. And we're reviewing this. Guess what? We're reviewing mm. the scoreboard. Mm. Makes sense. And listen, the scoreboard's not going to be perfect. It's gonna your team will actually begin to come to you, Derek, and go, "Hey, I noticed." That when I add in this one other leading indicator right here, this thing, I, I do this thing in the middle of the video. Oh, I was watching a Mr. Beast video, and here's what his editor said. It was fascinating. I was blown away by this. They said, what are things that you can't put in your videos because your views always drop if you put those in the video? Yep. They said, pee yep, jokes. Yep, yep, they said, They said, pee jokes? And they're like, pee joke. We can joke about anything on our videos, but we cannot joke about pee. Yep. And they were dead serious, Derek. Yep. And they were like, well, what? What? They're like, we have no idea what it is, but the second we say any pee joke, a restroom joke or something like that, instantly the viewership drops on every single video, on everything that we've ever done. We've tested it and it's always happens. It doesn't matter where it's at in the video. It always happens. And so we just aren't allowed to joke about pee. No, that makes so much sense. And our viewership probably just dropped as well, but we'll see. <laughs> no, that, that blew my mind probably, too. But yeah, that that but see that all that is, Derek, is they're going through this process that we just we did. Yep. So what happened was one day they were sitting there and they were going, okay, how do here we know if we add these elements into the video that it does well? And then they did it one day and their video didn't perform as well. Yep. And they said, What happened? And they looked at the video and they said, Well, the video dropped right here. Well, why did it drop right here? What do we do? Oh, it's we had a pee joke there. Okay. No, no big deal. And then it happened again. Yep. And then again. And then they said Oh, so now they have it in their thing that no, we just don't do those kind of jokes in the video. Yeah. And and I do. I just I, sorry to interrupt you there, Gary, but I want to clarify one thing because I think a lot of people are going to be thinking this because it's what I'm thinking. Time. It has to be said. And you just gave a perfect example. When it comes to doing stuff like this, even after you get focused and you build your scorecard and you build your KPIs out and you make an accountability cadence, this is oftentimes, depending on what it is that you're solving for, right? It's not something that can be done in a week or a day. This is stuff that often will take months, if not years, to actually iron out, which is, it's a, it's a long timetable. No, no, it never, you never iron it out. Yeah, well, yeah, that's if It never gets out. See, so, so I'm going to change everybody's mindset on this a little bit, right? So the reason these people are listening that haven't started their agency yet is because they're trying to create a perfect agency yep. but there's no such thing as a perfect agency never the hardest part about start uh, getting involved in an agency and the hardest thing in an agency is starting the agency and you're going to end up changing it and you're going to end up iterating derek you're going to end up iterating you're going to end up changing you're going to end up changing all of everything in your business all everything in your business is going to change in the next five years it's going to be totally different than what it is right now the trick is is to just start and then all you want i don't want 500% growth in, in a week. That would wreck us. Yep. I want 1% improvement a day. I want 1% improvement day over day, just a little bit better. And okay, here's where we're starting. We're tracking these KPIs. And this is all, this is what I would say, Derek. This is all I know what to track. I don't know what else to track. What do you guys think? You want to track this? Cool. Let's put that in there too. And then every week I'm meeting with them. I'm going, okay, okay. And now I'm going to say, I, I just did this for churn. So check this out, Derek. I did... Um, I've been meeting with our uh, client, uh, director of client success and I'm like, okay, I want to figure out when people are going to churn before they know that they're going to churn. Mm, I want to figure and that out like, too. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So watch so here. Let me give you, let me give you some red flags that we've discovered because now I'm going to build a dashboard that's going to send us red flags literally anytime these things happen. 
and we're treating we're going to treat it like the client's churning. So here's red flags for churn. Um, missed a meeting. NPS score. They didn't respond. They either gave it low an NPS score or they're not willing to get an NPS score. Asking for contract agreement. Hey, Derek, what's our contract look like? Um, asking spend questions. So, hey, how much do I spend with you again? How much are we spending? And what do we... that's, a, that's a red flag for churn. Like they're getting ready to churn. Um, uh, last time the client was touched. So we know that if we go more than like two weeks without meeting with the client and discussing, and then that's that's a problem. Pausing marketing budget. So if they say, hey, I just need to pause for a little bit. Mm. That's what well, we have so far. That's huge. That's also a lot simpler than I thought it was going to be. Like that's just a... Like that's just, it's so simple. Well, here's the thing is that, so it's intuitive to me when a client says, hey, I'm going to miss the meeting. Da, da, da. I'm like, yeah. hmm, what's going on there? I wonder. But see, if I'm busy, I'm going to be like, oh, they just probably are busy. I got an hour back, whatever. But see, some people don't pick up on that kind of stuff. So you have to build a system. So all I'm doing right now, I'm going to walk through this. I'm just tracking it manually. I have a spreadsheet. Hey, why, what, did any of these things happen? If so, what do we do about it? And what what are we are we digging in? What are we doing to dig in? And then and then eventually, as I track all of this, then eventually I'm going to build a dashboard, which will be rolled out at the end of this year, beginning of next year. And that dashboard is going to automatically trigger all of these things. Boom, 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 boom. So that way, I know who's churning before they even. I know the clients thinking about churning as these things start to trigger. And some of them might be false alarms, right? Maybe their credit card expired because it just expired. But maybe it expired because they canceled it. Mm, no, this is huge. This is huge. My, my head's spinning right now. And I think, honestly, we could do a whole other episode on this or at least provide some resources. So I guess the one of the last questions I would like to ask you, Gary, is are there any resources or advice you could share around how to build dashboards like these? Because, you know, my head goes to strategy again, and I'm going to go right off <laughs> exactly everything we're discussing right now. How do I build dashboards that automate all this and send me triggers like that? But where would you say people should start? Just, you know, Excel or Google Sheets? Spread, yeah, Excel, Google Sheets. So you always have to start messy, Derek, and here's why. You don't know what you need to build until you build it. So if you go right now to the smartest developer in the world, you have the smartest developer in the world, and you go to them and you say, hey, I want you to build this dashboard for me. What are they going to say to you? They have no idea how to start because you don't know how to start. <laughs> They're going to be like, for <laughs> what, bro? What are you trying to do? What are you trying to accomplish? Well, I want to get to this end goal over here. They're going to be like, well, there's like 4 billion metrics that you can measure to do that, Derek. And you're going to have to figure out which ones are matter to you. So what you do is, again, going back to it, focus. So let's go back through this again. Derek's like, okay, I want to build all these dashboards. Okay, let's focus. What dashboard's the most important that you think that would bring the most impact in your company? Mm. Are you asking me or are we just doing this rhetorically? <laughs> yeah, uh, Probably the video editor KPI thing. So the video editor KPI. So great. So now how are we going to... Um, what's our leading indicator? What's our lagging indicator, right? So you need to just put some of those down yep. on a piece of paper. And then you're going to put it in an Excel yep. sheet, figure out a way to track it, and then you're going to meet every week about it. And then you're gonna and then you're gonna iterate. Then eventually what we're doing, we're moving we have a lot of stuff in Salesforce, some of it works, some of it doesn't. We're moving over to HubSpot because it's a little bit easier for us to use because Salesforce you have to build everything custom. Um, HubSpot has some of this these features already built in. We and then we just adjust them a little bit. So at the end of this year, we're gonna have everything. Our goal is to have everything in HubSpot and have our 30 million ARR and then that trickling down to each department. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. That's a whole full-time job in and of itself right there. Uh, that that's super exciting stuff. That's huge. This episode was amazing. I, I, it really blew my mind. I needed this a lot. I've been struggling with a few of these things recently because I haven't been able to get focused. And one day my attention is here, another it's over there. But this is going to help me get focused. And hopefully a lot of people that have been listening uh, get some focus as well. 
Yes, awesome, sir. awesome, awesome. I mean, listen, with that said, I think there's one quick thing we do have to do. The shout out, correct? I think we have to shout somebody out. Today. Yeah. Who, did, who was it? Uh, Mike Hennon. Mike Hennon. His Instagram probably just popped up on the screen. Mike Hennon. Yep, Mike. Yeah, we need to start verbally calling people out because of the, the, the audio. And he, uh, let's see, Mike Hannon and let's see, uh, he's with Patient Boost. So he's actually in the dental industry, patientboost.dental. He reached out to me and he gave me his favorite number. He said, my favorite number is 44. And I was like, that's cool, man. He actually listened all the way through. And here's exactly what he said. He said, my favorite number is 44. I said, dude, no way. You listened all the way through. And I said, are we scheduled for a pod? He said, Nope, not yet. Let's get let's get one scheduled. So I'm gonna bring him on a podcast too and talk to him on on on. Uh, agency that is growth awesome. Engine. That's awesome. Yeah, definitely, guys. If you're listening to this, go check out Agency Growth Engine if you haven't already. It's always linked to this in the description. With that said, guys, if you found any sort of value from this episode whatsoever, drop us a like, drop us a comment. If you're listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever it is that you're listening, leave us a review, guys. Reviews are climbing. We have a decent amount of five star reviews. I'm do we? Yeah, on Spotify. How many Last time I checked, it was I think eleven. So to me, that's pretty. Nice. Decent, I I think, but uh, that's yeah, the last time I checked. I haven't checked in over a month and a half, so hopefully that's closer to twenty now, if not more. That would be my kind of measure metric there. Uh, but yeah, guys, please, please, please. One thing I would love to see, guys, is some more Instagram DMs or some comments of what you guys want us to answer. We would love that. Seriously, like if you have questions, drop them in the comments below. DM Gary, myself, or the show. We check those DMs at least weekly. I know I do, and the show as well. My team checks those. Please, please, please ask questions. We'll answer them on the show. And uh, yeah, check us out on TikTok. Instagram, YouTube Shorts, all that fun stuff. And fun fact, if you're still listening, YouTube Shorts is monetizing in January. So that's exciting. So get on YouTube Shorts. Let's go. Guys, thank you for being here. We will catch you next week.